Hello and welcome back to High Tech Redneck. Today's podcast, we're going to be talking a little bit about the importance of a 72-hour bag or a bug-out bag, you know, whatever you most commonly hear it known as, or a grab, I mean, because they're they're known as 72-hour bags, bug-out bags, grab bags, go bags, there's a long list of these style of bags, but it's a more grab, evacuate, go, long-term kind of deal bag. So, with that being said, let's jump into this podcast on trying to discuss and maybe persuade you into seeing why, or opening up your views to seeing why, you need to be prepared for any type of natural disaster, or just being prepared in general for grabbing and going if you have to evacuate due to a fallout or something like that due to a natural disaster, government collapse, or anything else. So what is a 72-hour bag? Or bug out bag. It's a survival kit that contains the items one or more people would need to survive 72 hours when they have to evacuate from a natural disaster of some sort. These kits are honestly put together to last 72 hours or a little bit longer. So with that being said, okay, you can... The minimum time frame would be 72 hours that you want to have stuff and supplies in there for. The primary use of a 72-hour kit is they're designed to allow a person or persons to evacuate quickly in a state of emergency of a disaster and if any case one would occur. So everything's in a centralized location for you to just grab, go, not have to panic, run around and try to make sure you have everything. So what should be put into your kit? Well, that question could be answered in many different ways because we all live in different locations around the world or just in the region of your area where you live versus somebody if you live out in the country versus somebody living in the city. So the best way to answer that is just gather things that are according to your region of your location. Because see, somebody leaving a forest fire or a blizzard would be different than somebody running like escaping the disaster zone of a tornado or a hurricane or a flood. You know, so, you know, it's just basically grab what you know that you are going to need in your type of environment. Okay? Some universal items that are put in your bag. And, you know, this list is 40, 40 different things, but I don't believe you need all 40. For me personally, because I don't have all 40 in my bag. Okay. So, here's what the, the this list that I found on Google. Because, I mean, a simple Google search on what to put in a 72-hour bag. You know, you could come up with a bunch of different lists. So, what you'll want is enough food to last you 72 hours. And that includes water. Because, you know, you need water and food. But but the water amount, you'll want enough water for washing, cooking, and drinking if you are going to dig in and stay at your house, just in case if you lose power or there's no fresh water available after the uh, disaster. So you'll want enough for that. Water purification supplies. So in case if there is, you know, contaminants in the water, you can at least have some type of drinking water. But you can also boil your water if... If the contaminants can be boiled out. 
water, or well, you want cooking supplies. Okay, so, you know, that's your most common things is your spatulas, your knives, your, you know, things like that. You'll want in there too. You'll want multivitamins for number two. Me personally, don't have those in my kit. Three, a first aid kit. Well, that also falls back to the earlier podcast as of the, you know, everyday carry bag and the make it home bag. First aid kits are important because you always, you know, there's always cuts. There's always, you know, abrasions and stuff like that. So having a first aid kit is a necessary with any type of these survival kits or bags or, you know, whatever you want to associate them with. The necessary clothing, examples like socks and underwear. Because in a disaster type of situation, most people always wear their outer clothes, like your pants and your shirt, for more than one day. So just having an extra pair, uh, change of socks, at least three pairs of socks, three pairs of underwear, minimum. Okay, number five, you'll want fire starting tools. Such as matches, lighters, flint and striker, things like that. Because you never know if, you know, you'll have to start the fire in order to cook. Number six, you'll want a disaster plan. Well, that includes the location of emergency contacts, emer list of location of emergency centers. You'll want your rally points if anybody gets separated. And then you'll want the possible evacuation routes if you have to bail. Okay. Number seven. You'll want maps and travel information. Well, that falls back to having the um, evacuation routes. So, you'll, you know, you could take your maps and you could highlight on the maps, okay, well, this is how we're going to go out of here. And then you can take a different color highlighter. This is our secondary route. This is that keep going with different colors. So that's also a double standard type deal. So where you you can actually minimize the disaster plan also into your maps and travel information. Number eight, you want standard camping equipment, which includes sanitation supplies. Number nine, you'll want the appropriate clothing and UV protection. Well, this includes ponchos, umbrellas, gloves, and etc. The poncho can also be dueled as a type of survival shelter if need be. So that's good to have. The umbrella, well, that can give you shade. That can give, you know, that's why it's under the UV protection and appropriate clothing. Beddings, that includes, number 10 is bedding. That includes sleeping bags, blankets, you know, military-style cots, things like that. Because, you know, nothing's worse than having to sleep outside if something goes haywire and you don't have the pro appropriate sleeping quarters. So maybe even a small tent would even classify it under that. Uh, number 11. Enough medicine to last the extended evacuation time. Well... Sometimes you can't get that prolonged medication deal. So sometimes you just have to bite that bullet when it comes to it. Number 12, copies of medical records. That's good to have. So, I mean, but technically, though, to me, 
as long as you have your cell phone, you can also put your allergies and stuff like that under the contacts. Because because today's cell phones on smartphones, they're getting into that technology to where you can do that for first responders, so where they can pull up your phone and it'd be right under there. Uh, you want number thirteen. Pet, child, and elderly care if needed, okay? So if you have pets, kids, or if you're taking care of somebody that is el classified as elderly, you'll want their care plan if they have a specific care plan. Number 14, batteries or a crank radio. Well, this goes along with 15 with lighting, battery or crank, flashlight, and glow sticks. Well, the, crank, the battery, flashlight, and the battery radio, you want to get both of those to being, if they're both AAA or both AA batteries, so you'll want to keep basically everything down to a minimum on if you have to carry you know triple a's versus and double a's well then turn around you know you got to remember okay well this takes this so i'm going to need that x amount of um batteries for this to sustain it for this time and then the ba the flashlight or whatever you know or the radio takes this battery here well if you keep both of those to where they have the same battery you don't have to worry about that because you can just Boom, here's a surplus of double A's or triple A's, and, you know, we'll be able to run for X amount of time on just this much battery power, and we don't have to worry about it. Number 16, you'll want an uh, external power pack or a small sol portable solar charger. Because nothing's worse than having a dead cell phone or dead weather radio and stuff, and you don't have a way to charge it. 17 is a big one that you want to have. It is cash and change. Because with power outages and stuff, you're not going to be able to use the electronical payment method on debit cards and stuff like that. So cash is a must. Minimum, I'd say $100. Number 18, positive identification documents. You know, driver's license and stuff like that. But that's normally if, you know, you can always grab your wallet and your purse and stuff like that as you're bailing. And that's going to have the positive identification documents in it too. Number 19, printed document of insurance information. That includes home insurance and stuff like that. But me personally, just download the app on your phone and then you can you don't have to have that in your bag weighing you down. It minimalizes it to a digital copy. And then you always take screenshots of it and then you can save it right to your you know gallery in your phone and then turn around, you know, it's a hard copy. As long as the phone's charged. 20, birth certificate and passport. You know, those are good to have in there too. But I don't have mine in there. 21, you'll want a fixed blade and a folding knife. Which, that's common sense, you know. Fixed blades are a lot stronger than the folding knives. But the folding knife, you know, can be used for different things than the fixed blade. 22, Swiss Army knife. You know, just because it's got multiple different tools. But then you got 23, a multi-tool. Well, that's pliers and everything else that the Swiss Army knife you know, can have on it. So you either really, in reality, you could pick either which one, the Swiss Army knife or the multi-tool. Me, I carry a Victronix multi-tool. So, I mean, I kind of cut out that whole Swiss Army knife deal because I'm actually running a higher-performance Swiss, but it's their multi-tool. Number 24, duct tape, rope, or paracord. Me, personally, I'd say duct tape and paracord because you can always pack twice to triple the amount of paracord versus rope, and it'll do just the same. 25. Wire for binding and animal traps. 
Well, that's if you are in a natural disaster area, you were digging in, and you know it's going to be a long period of time before you can even make it out of that situation and get to food, and you have a way to get small animals and stuff. 26, a compass. Well, that falls back to also the maps and travel information. Because nothing's worse than get, losing your bearings on knowing which way's north, east, south, and west. So a compass is definitely a need. Number 27, firearms, license, and extra ammunition for that firearm. So with that being said, if you have a state where you're allowed to open carry a firearm as long as you have your hunting license, well, you'll want to keep all that together. Now, also, you will want, if you have your concealed carry, you'll want your license with you at all times while you're carrying your firearm also. But you'll also want a surplus of ammo to last you 72 hours but me personally, I'd always go longer than 72 hours with the ammunition. 28, slingshot, pellet gun, or other small uh, hunting, small game hunting equipment. Well, to me, that's kind of not a necessary thing because you have the firearm, but also it also can revert back to 25 where you have the wire for binding and animal traps. So you could snare the small animals. 29, small fishing kit. Well... That there's kind of like that if you want it, because if you're if you're if you're in a desert, why are you going to want a fishing tackle kit in there? Or if you're in a place where you're not even close to water in the middle of the city, why would you want fishing tackle in there? Thirty, a signal mirror. Well, that's so where you know you you don't only have a mirror for signaling people to let them know, hey, my location's here for there in a helicopter or plane flying over, but also you have a way to personally groom yourself or look around corners if you're going through a high populated area that is also um high crime rate right now because of this disaster and you'll want to have the proper techniques to look around everything and to make sure that you're not putting yourself in harm's way while you're trying to either flee yourself or with your family uh medication for indigenous and or my bad it's medications for Indigestion, I can't read today or speak. Stomach aches, nausea, and diarrhea. Well, that's Pepto-Bismol, I mean, stuff like that. 32 tampons. Okay, well, that's just not only for females, but also tampons are also great to throw in for your first aid kit because they can plug up gun wounds and stuff like that and stop the bleeding quicker. I always carry tampons in my hunting bag because... You never know when you're going to be out and about, and if, say, happen, you do either A, get shot because you have some careless idiot out there shooting at just anything that moves or makes a sound, well, at least you know you can plug up that wound and, you know, at least somewhat make it back to civilization to a hospital or something, or if you accidentally trip, fall, and shoot yourself with a firearm. But tampons, though, are great for plugging up wounds. 33 trash bags. Well, they can be makeshift ponchos, they could be makeshift, you know, rain shelters, you know, whatever, shade, you know, whatever you may need them for. They can also help for wind blockers, they can help for a lot of different stuff. 34, aluminum foil. Well, that's where you can cook, you can, you know, do a lot of different stuff with it. You can make signaling deals out of it. It just depends on what you're going to use it for. So, number 35, a bandana. Well, that's where you can, you know, 
wipe sweat, you know, make band-aids, carry extra stuff, you know, stuff like that. Make a signaling flag. Number 36, super glue. Well, you can patch wounds with it. You can fix shoes. You can, you know, use it to fix a lot of stuff. Tents, tarps, whatever that may rip. Number 37, a small hatchet. Well, that's where you can cut, you know, firewood and stuff like that or bus windows or whatever it may need to be. 38, pepper spray. That's to basically use it as a self-defense weapon against, you know, animals, people, stuff like that. Don't try it on your food because it tastes horrible. It may say pepper in it, but it is not pepper. 39, a folding saw. Well, if you use the multi-tool or Swiss Army knife, it's going to have a saw in it. But sometimes you might need something bigger. So a folding saw would be kind of handy to throw in there, but you have the hatchet already if you put that in there, and then you have the multi-tools. So that's kind of a give or take on if you want to do it. Number 40, the last of the list is hand sanitizer. That there you can get in different quantity size bottles and different ways to put it onto like your bag. So... That there, you know, is up to you. This list here is just a 40 things that I'd found on Google search just to put in a 72-hour bag. Me personally, I created one with 24 in it, almost cut it down in half. And, you know, it's got a lot of the necessary stuff in it to put into a 72-hour kit, but it's just more designed for me, myself, and, you know, my location of area that I live in. But like I said, for you guys, it might be totally different because I live out in the country out in the middle of nowhere. And you might live in the city or whatever. So, before I get into my list and everything, what I'm going to do is take a short break, and I will be back after that. Alright, and we are back now from that short little break. So what I want to do is talk about what I suggest in this 72-hour kit. Well, like I said before the break, <clears throat> it is a 24-hour list. It's a 24-hour list, geesh. It is a 24-hour... There I go again. It is a 24-list item or of items that I personally picked off the 40-list of items that I'd previously read just before all this. So number one, you know, it's food and water. That's, like I said, a given and must-have. Number two would be the first aid kit, because that's also a necessity in one of these types of kits. Threes, your adequate clothing on extras that you'll want. Number four is the fire-starting tools. Five is the maps and travel info. Because they can also duel as the, you know, like I said earlier, they can also duel as this disaster plan. You'll want the bedding. You'll want the battery and crank radio. Or crank radio. But you'll also want the lighting. The uh, But make sure you have the, if you get a battery radio, you want flashlights to match the same batteries. I can't stress that enough. You'll want the external power pack. But along with that, 
take just on the safe side, just grab an extra phone charger, extra cord, and an extra car charger. Just to have those as a backup. You'll want cash on number 10. So you'll also want a number 11. You'll want the identification documents. Number 12, you'll want the fix and folding knife. So you'll want both of those. You'll want number 13 is the Swiss Army knife. 14 is the multi-tool. 15 in my list is duct tape, rope, and paracord. But like I said, I prefer the paracord over the rope because I've got a paracord lanyard. I have paracord on my everyday carry bag and 24-hour bag. I've got paracord in my 72-hour bag. And you can just compact so much paracord. Like, I've got paracord bracelets. I've, you know, lanyards. You name it. And I've got probably just in my kits alone and what I carry every day on my persons. It's probably over... Just every day on my persons, it's probably over 100 foot of paracord. Just in the stuff like my bracelets and my lanyard. Because I do wear multiple bracelets. And because they all serve different purposes. And they're also different weaves, so they're different lengths of paracord. And my lanyard is also made out of all paracord. Number 16, you'll want a compass. Because that goes hand in hand with the maps. Number 17, you'll want the firearms license and extra ammo. Number 18, you'll want the small fishing kit if you're going to be someplace where there's creeks, streams, rivers, ponds, you know, stuff like that. There might be fish there. 19, signaling mirror. Well, that's because, like I said earlier, it's so where if you're trying to get out on foot, you can look around corners and stuff and make sure there's nobody else around or whatever. So where you're not putting yourself or your family, if you're going with them and try to make it all out on foot, because there's no way to actually get out with a vehicle. So where you could just, you know, keep yourself and everybody else out of harm's way. 20, the tampons again. Because them can also them can be used for gun wounds. They can be used for nosebleeds. They can be used for if you have a female traveling with you. You know, just that type of stuff. They're just not used for feminine issues or feminine time of the month. Okay, but 21, those are the aluminum foil. You'll want that. 22, the bandana. 23, the hatchet. 24, the super glue. Okay, so now, with that, okay, them are the, to me, are the top 24 items to have, you know, over the rest of the other 40, like, out of everything, them are, like, the major ones that you'll want to have yours in your 72-hour kit, but, you know, everything all falls back to it being... Cater it around your you or your family's needs, if that makes sense to you guys. And, you know, I'm getting ready to put a video together for my YouTube channel. It's on my 72-hour bag, it, and then I got another video that'll be posted in the next couple of days. Also, once I can finally do the tweaks on them and stuff, it'll be about the um, my 24-hour bag, it'll be about my EDC carry bag, and, like I said, my 72-hour kit. But I'm constantly always going back and revising the 72-hour kit. Why is that? Because honestly, your needs change constantly. You might move locations, your work route might change, or you might end up, you know, your wife gets pregnant, you have a kid now, or, you know, 
just constantly go back and make sure that you have everything that you need in it. Because this is a security blanket if it ever comes to a time and everything rises to need it. Another thing is, you know, not only is it a security blanket, but also not only does your needs change, but when you revise it, make sure you also aren't afraid to take it out and try the stuff out to where you get familiar with how to work it all and run it all. Because the worst thing that you could possibly do is get out there in a survival situation where you need something and then turn around not know how to use a tool or tools and, you know, and be stuck and being like, crap, I don't know how to use this. I and I really need it in this time and stuff. So familiarize yourself. Learn how to use it. And if you don't know how to use it and you can't figure out how to do it proper, get a hold of somebody who might know or knows how to do it or can put point you in the right direction. Because like I said, there's nothing worse than honestly having a tool that you do not know how to work. Me, everything in my 72-hour bag, my EDC bag, and my 24-hour bag... I know how to run everything in there proficiently enough to actually use it if I have to in a dire need situation. With that being said, you can always check out the videos that will be coming out here soon on YouTube. It's under High Tech Redneck. It's got the same, page, the same picture as on the podcast here. And there will also be different content coming out on those versus on here. The um, Yeah, I've got a Facebook page also for the YouTube page. It's High Tech Redneck YouTube. So if you go to Facebook, give us a follow there. Give us a follow on YouTube and everything. Just because, like I said, there will be different content on here, the YouTube, and the Facebook. But if you also want to follow me on a on a Instagram, you can. It's Mac454. M-A-C-4-5-4. So, I mean, you know, I'm always up for more followers and stuff on Instagram. Um, YouTube and Facebook, I'm always up for that too. You know, kind of trying to help grow everything here on both, all, all, on all the platforms really is what I'm trying to do. And I know I'm just rambling on about this now because the 72-hour bag thing's done. But I'm just looking for the love and support and the help so I can keep this going. So I hope to see you all on, you know, following me here. Keep coming back for more content. And I hope to see you all on, you know, the YouTube and the Facebook and the Instagram. Because that would be awesome. That would be lovely. And, you know, I, I do interact uh, interaction stuff on the Facebook. I do interaction stuff on YouTube. Before they change the live video stuff over to 1,000 uh, followers, you know, I used to do a lot of live videos, but I gotta have the thousand followers now on YouTube, so I'll be doing live videos on Facebook if you want to do some interactive stuff, I post, normally I try to post it at least 48 hours ahead of time, so where everybody knows that, hey, this is going on, you know, 48 hours in advance, so where you can join in if you want to, so with that being said, hope to see y'all there, you know, you could always, you know, leave me a comment on Facebook or YouTube on a video and say, hey, I seen this podcast 
and, you know, I thought you could do this differently, or, you know, I like the podcast a lot, keep up the good work. So, you know, like I said, I like I keep saying, I hope to see you there, and I'd really, really, really like to have the support and everything, because I do like doing this, I enjoy doing this, I enjoy trying to help people out and stuff, so, you know... Hopefully we can grow as a community and as a um, support system here. So where, you know, I can, if you don't know how to run a tool and say, you know, I've got that tool or I can go out and get that tool. You know, I will learn how to use it and I will make a YouTube video and post it on my YouTube and I will post it on my Facebook page. And then turn around, I'll post a picture on Instagram stating, hey, look, this is up now on YouTube and Facebook. And, you know, you can go check out that video to learn how to use everything. And if you're still having issues with it, I can always do a live video and, you know, show you how to do it in a live video. Or I can get you in on Instagram and then we can do a video chat on Instagram and I can, or Facebook, and I can literally just walk you through on what you're doing wrong. Because I love teaching people. I love helping people. It is fun to do. That is why I'm really adamant to do these type of podcasts. And that's why I'm adamant to do these type of, you know, YouTube videos and stuff. So if you've listened this far into the podcast, you know, I hope you return. And, you know, I hope you keep listening. I hope that this content's actually kind of somewhat enjoyable. But there is going to be a lot more content on different stuff now because I've got the two, the, well, the three bags out. Next up, we're probably going to get into some, you know, different types of edible foods that, you know, you can find out in the wild. Different things like that. Um, I don't know what else, but there will be different stuff to come in the near future. So, if, like I said, if you've listened to this far in the podcast, just hit that follow button. Go check us out on YouTube, High Tech Redneck. Facebook, High Tech Redneck, YouTube, and Instagram, Mac 454. And if you've already found us on these podcasts, you know, you already know it's High Tech Redneck. But I just want to thank you for listening over here. And, you know, have a good day. Just don't do anything too stupid, people. Because we've got enough stupidity in the world these days. Signing off.